Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wednesday edition of JJ After Dark. It's John Jastrzemski right here on The Fan. And on the eve of opening day, how great is this? We get to talk to this mastermind of media, this mogul, this guy who's been a step ahead of the curve every which way. And I happen to be a big fan. And he happens to root for the same team I root for. So we should have some fun talking with John Boy. Jimmy O'Brien, John Boy Media. You got to like the sound of that, Jimmy. What's happening, brother? That's a hell of an intro. I appreciate that. I, uh, I love it. I'm happy to be here. I'm, uh, I am ready for opening day. We'll see if I get to sleep. I still get like that little kid excitement. So uh, I'm excited. Me too. And it's going to be super strange and surreal being in Yankee Stadium tomorrow. But, Jimmy, it sure beats, you know, watching every damn game on your couch. You know, like, the idea, I don't know when you were going back to Yankee Stadium. How much does that fire you up thinking about the idea of being back in a ballpark once again? Man, just being with crowds, right, and just the interaction and that energy. And I think, you know, only 10,000 people get to be in the stadium for games this year, at least to start it off. And they kind of got an obligation to bring the energy. That, that's not a lot of people, and we need to, the players need to be able to feel it. We got to feel it at home. I'm sick of uh, the crowd noise and the empty stadiums from last year. When you go watch replays from last year, it's like, oh yeah, that's what we had to do. So let's get whoever goes to the game. Let's get them loud. I'll be bringing the heat. I'll be bringing the noise. You don't got to right. worry about that. Listen, I'm allowed to begin with Jimmy, so that's half the battle. <laughs> now your career fascinates me, bro. Fascinates me. We'll get to the Yankees in a minute. But you came on the scene in, in my world when you had that legendary video breakdown of Aaron Boone savages in the box ran. And the minute I saw that, I was like, this guy gets it. This guy knows what he's doing. This guy's going to be a megastar. Two years later, we see where John Boy Media is at. But for you, Jimmy, when did it become like obvious and when did it become apparent that this is something you should be making a career of? The Savages in the Box was our first huge, like, pick up and spike. And I think, you know, Evan Roberts had me on uh, the show then. And everything was kind of going big. But, you know, we had a lot of things in place before then. So when we did hit that spike, there was a landing spot for people. Like, when they, they saw that video, they found out about us. And they're like, oh, he's got this podcast. He's got this. He's got that. And they could stay around and see what else we were doing. But once those breakdown videos, once I started making them for not just Yankee fans, but for all 30 MLB teams, whenever something interesting happened, it all started to kind of, in my brain, I was like, oh, okay, this is what's going to, this is what's going to get us, get us into other audiences and bigger. And then it kind of prepped us for when those moments happen, when Boone gets ejected. And then like a week later, Guardy gets ejected without even saying anything. And then a week later, Guardy and CeCe both get ejected for banging the bat again. 
And then like all those moments that they hit, I, I made the videos and the audience was expecting them. So all just kind of going where we had like investors come in and we had uh, ideas of moving into the, into an office. Cause it was just three of us, uh, the payroll kind of, we barely paid ourselves up until that point. And then we signed the deal with our investors to get some funding and, and get an office. And the day we put, like, we shook hands on it, the Astros video came out. And then that was the next huge national spike uh, that kind of was cool for our investors to get a little reward right away. And that was another huge big one. So it's all, it's all been, you know, it was a slow roll. And then those two moments, Savages and Astros are the big spikes that just kind of took everything we were doing and just threw it uh, to an audience bigger than we thought we could reach. Jimmy, what I think is so cool about what you guys do is, you know, I'm a 32, soon to be 33-year-old guy who loves baseball. And I know you're a baseball junkie through and through. And I'm concerned, quite frankly, about the sport. I love it. My friends love it. But I think about the guys seven years younger. I think about the guys 15, 20 years younger. And that popularity of the sport and how it could diminish over time. And I think young people need those voices to relate to, you know, baseball being fun, man. Like, being a game that is something that you grew up on, it's something that I grew up on. I, I know it's a bigger picture type deal, and listen, we all can't save the world, but is that something that's, like, near and dear in your heart, this idea about, like, growing the brand of baseball for not just the older folk, the people who love it like me and you, but, like, that 13, 14-year-old kid? Yeah, I think it started... It's what, it, what I started to do, and not on purpose, it just happened to be that way, because I'm just talking about baseball the way you talk about it, the way you're saying right now. Like, I just like it. And I think what that did right away is the people that were our age that kind of felt like, wait, am I supposed to be embarrassed that I like baseball this much? Or is it not cool to like baseball? Like, you know, that my message was just, no, baseball is awesome. It's the most intricate game. It was so, so weird, so skilled. You can hit the ball perfectly but you could have a bad break all that fun stuff that we love about the sport so first it was kind of just feeding this this giant hole that mlb had of diehard fans that were kind of like oh i guess i guess the game's not growing it's not cool like i don't know i like it and we were we were just coming out saying yeah no the game's awesome like i love baseball and i think that that enthusiasm and that uh just being genuine that's what speaks to the younger audience and explaining to them why pitching matchups can be fun and, you know, and like what pitching ninja is doing, why, you know, pitching is hitting is so hard and, and all that stuff. I, I think that'll help. That'll help because it's actually promoting the game. That's the game is still the biggest promotion. It's not any of this crazy fan for fanfare. You don't need the drama that the NBA has. You don't need that stuff. Like the game itself can be very, very fun to follow along and promotable. They just needed to figure out, they need to figure that out first. But the good thing is they're letting us do it for them for now. Jimmy O'Brien, John Boy, John Boy Media. It's turned into a digital baseball media empire. It really is. I mean, I, I love saying that. It's great for you guys. You guys are taking off and killing it. And, John Boy, I think one of the other reasons I like you so much, quite frankly, is that you're a diehard Yankee fan like me. And you, you just you pull the heartstrings, my man, near and dear to my heart. And, listen, I'm fired up for the year. I think the team is stacked, but Jimmy, listen, they've been knocking at the door the last four or five years. This team's got to get to a World Series. Is it crazy for me to put World Series a bust as like the minimum expectation for the 2021 Yankees? 
No, it's not. I mean, this is their window. And, you know, the windows, the window as we know it is closing in two years, two years from now, maybe this year plus two more seasons. And obviously I trust Cashman and the crew to revamp and bring in new players to, for like, you know, but the Judge, the Glaber, the Gary, uh, I mean, Sebi's supposed to be part of this. Like, you know, the Baby Bombers that came up in 2017, they're all got like only two, three years left, I think. So it's starting to really get to be World Series or bust. It always is with Yankees fans. I, I, I truly think it is, but, you know, we'll see how the health goes, especially with the pitching. If, uh, if half of them stay healthy, I really like the Yankees' odds. You just need a two and three in the postseason and, and the bats to be healthy. But I, I do like the team a lot. Um, you know, they stayed under the tax, which I'd get, I guess. Uh, I'll accept that. I, and by if the plan was we, they had to stay under, I like the way Cashman went about replenishing it. But, you know, the bullpen looks pretty weak to start the season. So I think we need Britain back. There's already health concerns. But, yes, the team should win the World Series. They're really, really good. It just sucks that the health concerns have kind of rained on the talent for two years straight. Jimmy, one thing I've complained about a lot with this team, and listen, DJ LeMay is my favorite player on the team. The guy's a grinder. He's a warrior. Would have fit in on those 90s Yankees teams. I love the way he approaches the game. That said, they are so right-handed. And I think over 162 games, I'm throwing the 60-game season out the window, by the way, but over 162 games, they're going to score a ton of runs. I I don't worry about their lineup hitting three, four, fifth starters throughout the American League. But when they face up against, you know, Charlie Morton or they match up with Nate Ovaldi or whoever that dominant right-handed pitcher of the month may be, I've had concerns about this lineup having postseason success. Do you have a problem with the way the lineup is constructed or is it good players are good players? Like, I get Cashman's point. You're not dumping Luke Voigt to get somebody who's, you know, half as good because he's a lefty. I just wish in a perfect world they had one or two lefty bats. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, you think about that 9 team, and they're like three switch hitters, three righties, and three lefties. It was in- incredible, the balance they had. And I think what happens with, you know, the Yankees very much believe in the splits. They believe in that. So it's so odd that they have such a righty-heavy team. Now, They've, they've dove into the analytics saying that righties can actually shoot the short porch easier, and that's why they like picking up guys like Voight, who let the ball travel, and DJ, who let the ball travel. So I get that, but, you know, they wouldn't use Adovino in a playoff game because they, they knew that the opposing team would just put a bunch of lefties up, and they didn't believe he could get the opposing bat out. So if they believe in splits on the pitching side, how come they can just say no to splits on the other side? But, you know, also it's hard to acquire, I guess, powerful left-handed bats or, or grow them yourself or, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But, yeah, I, I think more balance would always be better. I think, you know, we'll have Jay Bruce in there to start it off. So we'll have Bruce, Hicks, so those are the only two lefties. If, uh, if a righty's on the mound, Gardy, he's not starting. The whole bench is lefty besides Higgy. How about that? It's Gardner, Talkman, and... Um, Wade, three light lefty bats. (laughs) I know, not exactly O'Neal, Bernie, uh, Tino, but, you know, Gardner's my dude. I'm glad he's back. You know, it's amazing. Jimmy, I get so many calls from Yankee fans, and it amazes me how some of them are disgusted by Gardner. And I get 
you know, the idea of wanting Quinn Frazier to play. He should be the everyday outfielder. But we're going to look back on Gardner's career as a Yankee. I love that dude. Like, anytime I hear anybody disparage Gardner, really grinds my gears and ticks me off. Bothers me. Man, there was a caller that used to call into the fan back in Gardner's rookie season. And he would call in and he would just say, I hate Brett Gardner. And me and my buddy Jake have been quoting that for over a decade now because that, you know, some Yankees just get hate from the jump. And it's really easy for people to look over the non-tangibles and how good he's been on defense and playing a big left field at Yankee Stadium and how good he is at seeing pitches. I think he's always in the top 10 averages, like 4.3 pitches of plate appearance, which, you know, does add a lot to a lineup. Uh, batting average isn't there. But in the end, I think, like, if you believe in war, He's a top 10 Yankee, which I, I don't think fits the eye test, but I love Gardner. I love what he brings off the field, on the field. And, yeah, Clint should start every day in left field. Um, but I do think that it's nice that Clint has Gardner breathing down his neck a little bit, and the pressure's on. Speaking of Yankees who are very polarizing, I've been on board. I feel like you've been the exact same way on the Gary Sanchez apologist train, and I had a bandage ship last year. Jimmy, it was just, uh, the guy deserved to be benched. He was playing like garbage. Higgy had the great relationship with Cole. Couldn't trust Gary in that race series. I was cool with how the Yankees handled Gary Sanchez. I think it's a make-or-break year for him. Uh, I think he's going to be better. He can't be any worse than what he was last year. Would you sign right now for 230, 27 homers, 70 RBIs? You taking that production? Uh, what is the on base? What's the on base percentage there? Ooh. 320? Yeah, that's 310, 320. I'd take it as a, uh, I'd take it if the defense is no, no issues at all. Take it if, I take it, you know, in 20, in 2019, we weren't worried about him blocking at all. No, he played uh, good defense. It, and yeah. let's be honest, Jimmy, he had that terrible stretch for like three weeks when something was up and he was hurt. Aside from that, 2019, Garrett Sanchez had a really good year. Yeah, he had 30 home runs. He led all catchers. People people don't compare Gary Sanchez's offensive numbers to catchers. They compare them to, you know, Judge and Bryce Harper and outfielders. And you got to compare guys to the position they're at. And sure, the defense isn't amazing, but the offense can be amazing. Now, last year, no one is saying he deserved to start or not be benched. I mean, he was awful last year. And and you say it's a make-or-break season. I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a make-or-break April and May. He's got to get off to a hot start and get the confidence up immediately and not dig a hole for himself because we've seen what happens when he digs a hole for himself offensively, and it's pretty ugly. But, yeah, I, I was one of the biggest scary apologists for a long time. And, you know, as soon as he starts off hot, I'll jump back on that bandwagon and, and put my face to it. But uh, he's got to start off hot because it was brutal last year. Yeah, he has he has the ability. You know, he's gone through three or four catching coaches in the last uh, three years that have changed his style. You know, since he since he became a big leaguer, he's gone through I think three catching coaches who have changed his positioning and his style every time. So they're all trying to do what's best for him. But I don't know. He's a big dude trying to work on a new style every season. It feels like Jimmy. Final one. I appreciate the time. Biggest X factor in your mind. The Yankees are going to be in the World Series. They're going to go and bring it home. Parade down the Canyon of Heroes sometime in late October, early November. Is there one particular X factor you're looking at? I'm looking at a starter 
that can go to the bullpen in the playoffs. And I don't know who it will be, if it's Domingo Herman, if it's Davey Garcia, if uh, Montgomery, you know, whoever isn't going to get a start isn't one of the top three, because that's what all the winning teams from the last four years have had. They have their extra starter go to the bullpen. We saw Patrick Corbin do it for the Nats. We saw Price do it for the Red Sox. We saw Urias do it for the Dodgers. All these winning teams, they don't have too little starters. They have too many starters. So that that starter that's on the outs and not going to get a start, but they can become a big three-inning guy, swingman, what Domingo Harron should have been for the Yankees in 2019, that's what we need. I, I'm looking at Herman or Davey just because of innings limit stuff, but that's the X factor. You can't You can't use the top four relievers every single game. The Yankees have burnt out their pitching the last couple of years postseasons and they've never made it to the world series so even if they got there i don't know if they could have lasted jimmy o'brien john boy media jimmy you'd be proud to know that tomorrow at opening day i'm gonna have my jacket on and like a ton of layers but i'll be rocking my cold 45 shirt just so you know oh i love that oh yeah i love that. it's one of my favorite shirts dude i was rocking it at the beach all summer you know, it's better than the player T-shirt, dude. It's it's Colt 45 with a little John Boy creativity, my man. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Of course, man. So what do you got to plug here? One last time for anybody who's trying to find you, all the platforms, all the domination that you got going on. Yeah, well, tomorrow morning at around 10 a.m. we'll be live doing our pregame show, which is a, a usually a fun and, and zany and wild time. And then we're actually going to be sitting on the recliners in front of a live stream we love having people watch with us. We have tons of bets going on, tons of giveaways. Uh, so if anyone wants to put the game on the on the TV and, and open us up on the laptop or the phone and we do some side commentary and we'll have Trevor Plouffe, ex-big leaguer, sitting with us. We did it all postseason last year. We had like 6,000 people watching with us, engaging, and it's usually a really fun time. Jimmy, keep up the good work, man. We'll be watching. We'll be monitoring throughout the year. And – a whole lot of winning Yankee coverage and good stuff all around, okay? Thank you very much for having me. Enjoy tomorrow, man. They have it. That's Jimmy O'Brien, John Boy Media. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.